everyone, welcome to today's podcast. We're talking about pleasure-based weight loss. Can you imagine, is there such a thing? Yes. Now, before we get into pleasure-based weight loss, it's important to recognize how do people typically lose weight? Well, it's usually pain-based weight loss. It's miserable uh, right from the start. And even the initial motivation is pain-based, typically with, with weight loss, where people step on the scale, they see a picture of themselves, the clothes that they wear, that they said would never not fit, all of a sudden are too tight. Someone says something shitty, they go to the doctor's office and they feel bad. So usually there's some pain-based thing that triggers the weight loss experience. And then that triggers into, into a, a strategy of more pain <laughs> where we're gonna deprive ourselves, we're gonna overwhelm ourselves, we're gonna stick to a strict plan. And it's really, really difficult. It's all pain-based. So the alternative to that is pleasure-based. How's that possible? Am I, is it possible? Can we really, is there a pleasure-based weight loss that exists? Uh, I think absolutely, because I believe that your brain is a pleasure-seeking mechanism, right? It wants to experience pleasure, which is what makes weight loss kind of challenging in the first place because the food is very pleasurable. So with pleasure-based weight loss, we start by recognizing and acknowledging the food's pleasurable, okay? We're not, we're not gonna deny that. But the goal here is how can we make the goal that we're moving towards even more pleasurable? That's the secret. And so you have to start with the question, what is the pleasure I'm going to get out of not just losing weight, but being the person I wanna be? Why am I doing this, right? That's, that's the question. And what pleasure am I aiming at? And you really wanna spend some time on this, really thinking to yourself, what is the pleasure I'm going to get out of, again, not just losing the weight, but living at my goal weight as the person I wanna be? If I was in control of my eating, if I was in control of my mind and my emotions and my lifestyle, and I had more energy and I felt better about myself and my body slimmed down to look and feel the way I wanted it to. And if I felt in control and I felt successful because I'd overcome this challenge in my life. Uh, if I look at all those things, is there a lot of pleasure with that? Right? And, and when you start breaking it down and looking at it that way, there's a ton of pleasure. There is a ton of pleasure in mastering your weight. Again, not just losing it, but mastering it. And so the more you identify the pleasures that you're aiming at and the more you connect to those pleasures, right? That's the other piece of it. It's not just enough to even say them. We want to imagine feeling them, okay? So for example, if you wanna lose weight so that you can uh, be more flexible and mobile and be able to get on the ground and play with your grandkids, right? It's not enough to just say that as a goal. We also want to imagine experiencing that, right? So you can close your eyes and imagine yourself. You can get up and down off the floor, playing with your grandkid, being the person you want to be in the future. This is what commercials do, right? Commercials show us a food that we like and they cause us to imagine what it's gonna feel like to eat it. So it cranks up our pleasure and our anticipation and desire for it. So this is just a normal process that is already being used on us, but usually to bring us in the wrong direction. So if we start using it intentionally to create the results we want, this is how you make this entire process more pleasurable. Again, we recognize that the food's pleasurable, but we're creating a goal that's even more pleasurable. And we keep focusing on that, reinforcing that, and moving in that direction. So this is the process. And as you stay fixated on the pleasure of being that version of yourself in that body as that you, what happens is you start to magnetize and get pulled towards it. That's the power of using pleasure. Okay, we can still use pain, by the way. So I'm not saying we don't use any pain of wanting to lose the weight. I don't want to be overweight. I don't want to deal with disease. We, we can do that. 
But really what, what the real magic is, is to turn this into a process of where you're moving towards more pleasure because that's what your brain loves. That's what your brain craves is lots and lots of pleasure. So your job is to let your brain know and to feel all of the pleasure that awaits you when you become this version of yourself. All right, so take some time and really think about what is the pleasure I'm going to experience and connect to it and notice how it impacts your behaviors automatically. Um, all right, I hope that, hope that helps everybody. If anybody has any questions, feel free to ask them. Um, it's a end of the world rainstorm here uh, right now, you know, so uh, hopefully I'll, I'll be able to make it through this live without washing away. My God, I don't know if you can all hear that thunder, but it's <laughs> crazy. Um, yeah, someone says nothing tastes as good as thin feels. Yeah, you know, I, I say that, I, I mean, but I, I switch it up a little bit. Uh, that's a, a very triggering phrase for people sometimes. But in, in Program Yourself Thin, one of the core mantras is nothing tastes as good as thin and healthy feels. You know, and so um, I, I live by that. So I don't give a shit. I don't care if Kate Moss says it 30 years ago and it was heroin chic and, and it's the uh, anorexic, you know, mantra. It's not to me because she didn't say. So I don't I don't even know what you're saying with that question. I get triggered because I've gotten so much shit online from comments with people. So when I say uh, nothing tastes as good as thin and healthy feels, which I live by. I love that saying. And um, people always attacking me saying it's, uh, you know, that, that I shouldn't say that, but I don't agree. But anyway, so, so yeah, I don't, I, I, I agree that uh, nothing tastes as good as thin and healthy feels. Uh, I don't agree with nothing tastes as good as thin feels because that, that I, I like a little more, uh, you know, specificity. <clears throat> Says interesting, never thought of it that way. Yeah, that's what I do. I help people think of things in new ways. You know, I really, I um, help people create weight loss with a, with a mindset based approach, you know, and, um, that's what the whole process is. It's basically me helping you think about things in a different way. Cause if you keep thinking about things the same way, you're going to keep getting the same results. What's up, Ricky. How's it going? Are you with Turner's too, man? I don't know. We would be washing away here. This is insanity. So it's like, I don't know though. It's pretty good. Um, but yeah, so thinking about di things differently is really the path to mastering your weight. That's the big thing. Um, nah, bro. Whoever said that quote obviously never had a hot Krispy Kreme classic glazed. <laughs> uh, people say, you know, I, I, I don't buy into that because I will tell you, you tell me, fine, Krispy Kreme classic glazed. Does that thing taste better when you're overweight and you feel like shit about yourself? Or does it taste better when you're at your goal weight and feel like you have your eating and your health under control? Which one, which one tastes better, you know? Um, because it's not even just the taste anyways, you know, you got, and I know you're probably, I know you're just joking. I'm not some guy who doesn't understand jokes, but, uh, people say this stuff all the time, but if you just like, if you look at eating a, a Krispy Kreme classic glazed, right? The big mistake, what most people make. And the, the reason that phrase is so helpful <clears throat> is the consumption of that donut is a minute at most, right? And it's an enjoyable minute. Don't get me wrong. And in a couple minutes before it, looking forward to it, that's enjoyable too. Okay. But if you zoom out a little bit and look at the full picture, what ends up happening is you realize that that consumption of the donut is followed by a consequence and not the physical consequence. Oh, I'm going to put weight on. I'm not that consequence. I'm talking about the mental and emotional consequence. And so if you're struggling with your weight and you go and eat that donut, Usually the consequence mentally starts with this very negative internal dialogue that you start on yourself. 
and then feelings of frustration, guilt, shame, anger, pissed off, all the rest of it. And so if we look at the full picture, the full experience of eating that donut when you're struggling with your weight, you know, you, you'd have to tell me if that's really a pleasurable experience or not in, in totality. You know, I know the moment of eating it is pleasurable, but if we look at the full picture, because what are we doing? We're just going to, you know what I mean? Then go gamble and, you know what I mean? Do, do cocaine and do all sorts of drugs and all the rest of it. Because <clears throat> if there's no consequences in life, just, just go for it, you know? So that we have all these consequences and we think in that way with so many areas of our lives. And then when it comes with food, we're always conditioned to just look at the, the taste of it, the eating of it, you know? And you might want to not do that. <laughs> we live in a country where 75% of the population is overweight or obese. And diabetes numbers are off the charts, cardiac, you know, cardiovascular disease off the charts, all the rest of it. Um, what's up, Chris? Uh, have you had issues with your weight? Yeah, I used to be 50 pounds heavier. And so it, it really was a mindset shift from the inside out that has allowed me not only to lose the weight. Don't worry about that, folks. It's that I've been able to maintain the same weight for 30 years. I had one blip about 12 years ago, but it's been the same way for 30 years. That's the important piece. Okay. And that's one of my main messages here is that you got to get your mindset off of just losing weight and start focusing on maintaining it. You don't want to lose weight. You want to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life on your autopilot. That distinction is crucial because I'm going to guess you have probably lost weight before and then you put it back on. Or do you look back on that fondly? <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you look back at that time you lost weight and be like, ah, I lost weight. Great. Or do you feel like shit that you put it back on? Okay, so you've got to change that that focus from losing weight to living at your goal weight forever on near autopilot. It's a much more accurate goal for what you want. And it's very important that you aim your brain at the exact goal you want. Okay, the, the, the losing weight is not specific enough and it's not what you want. Again, you've lost weight and put it back on. Is that that goal? You know, yeah, Kathleen says it's not worth it. It's not worth it. So again, you know, that's the mindset piece. You look at a donut. Whether you eat that donut or not really has more to do with your brain and how you're thinking than almost anything else. And you can influence that, you know? And what you're doing is you're not influencing any of that. You're just trying to use willpower to fight against it, you see? So let me, let me put it a different way. Subconsciously, you're looking at that donut and you're saying things to yourself and thinking in a certain way that's cr driving up the craving. You're remembering the last time you ate the donut. You're saying, oh man, those are so good. Oh, I love, oh, hot donut. Oh God, that's the best thing in the world. You're saying all this stuff and you're driving your craving and your desire for it way up. And then you're expecting, if you're trying to lose weight, then you're, you're simultaneously trying to get willpower to come in and say, no, no, don't do it. Don't do it. And it becomes this very like conscious, subconscious battle where it's like, don't do it. No, but oh, it's so good though. I love donuts. Oh, don't do it. Don't you know what I mean? It's this very fighting. Don't you feel like that when you're trying to lose weight? Doesn't it feel like you're fighting with yourself? <laughs> this is why, because you are literally fighting with yourself. So the alternative to that is that you learn how to influence your mindset and you say different things when you're in front of that donut that decrease the desire for it. Instead of relying on willpower, you change what you're saying. I look at a donut. Now, listen, sometimes I eat donuts. So again, I, I followed a very specific eating plan where it's five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating. So I, I'm eating donuts on the weekends, folks. I'm eating donuts. I'm eating stuff regularly, just not during those five days. And so if on a Tuesday you put a donut in front of me, most of the time, I'm not, I'm not perfect. So sometimes I'll just eat it. Okay, learn from it, whatever. But most of the time I'm going to look at that donut on a Monday. I'm going to say, I don't want to eat that because I, I, like, I like the body. I mean, I like living where I'm at. And this is part of my plan. If I really want, I'll have it on Saturday. And all of a sudden the craving goes down and say, like, I don't want to eat that. I feel full. It's going to throw me off track. All that sugar, I'm going to have a spike and a crash. I'm going to start craving sugar more. So if I start saying those things while I'm looking at the donut, my craving starts to go down. 
And now it's a lot easier not to eat it. But that's a different process than the one I was just mentioning, which is what most people are doing. So again, mindset's really the, the main way, uh, I believe, that you're ever gonna get your weight uh, under control. How do you get your brain, how do you get your brain to stop and focus at that moment that you need it? Yeah, that's a good question. That's a great question. And it takes practice. You know, that's the first thing. And that goes back to a bigger concept that we're talking about here that typically with weight loss, people tend to think, uh, I mean, you think crazy. You think like a dieter, you know, let's just be honest. You've been conditioned to think like a dieter, millions of weight loss ads in your life. And that's how you think. Uh, Are you kidding me? Look at this friggin', is it another? This friggin' camera I got. It's so nice, but it's like you touch the littlest button and all of a sudden it's like blurry and it's zoomed out. So there it goes. Another video, blurry video. Urgh. Anyways, uh, yeah, so it's it's practice. So what we do, program yourself thin, the main thing we do to practice that is something called the program yourself thin technique. And this is really the cornerstone of the whole program. It's a two-minute technique you use to reprogram your subconscious mind. It's really two techniques. It's the redo technique and the rehearsal technique. And a lot of what you're going to learn you're never going to believe this, right? But if you look at like your life and things that you've actually learned, like real learning, real learning is like learning to write, learning to read, learning to drive a car, like real things that you've internalized and you can do now. And how you learn is you make mistakes and your brain learns to correct itself from those mistakes. You, you never just do something, you just do it perfectly. Like that's, that's not how it works. However, when it comes to your weight loss, that's what you're trying to do. Right? You're starting a Monday. Oh, I know what to do. I just got to do it. I'm just going to be perfect. Well, how's that working out for you? You know? So, again, the, the dieting mindset, man, you just, you're doomed. <laughs> you're doomed with a dieting mindset. And so even right from the, right from the start, with Program Yourself Thin, we're expecting that we're going to make mistakes. Lots of mistakes. So we're not trying to not make mistakes. That's a fool's errand. So what we're doing instead is we got a strategy and a process to use when we make a mistake to learn from it so that we can grow and evolve. Because weight loss is really a process of growth and evolution of transformation from the inside out. Primarily in how you think, how you live, and how you eat. Well, what are you doing to lose weight? Your diet? Oh, here's your meal plan? Oh, you're just going to follow it now? Why? Why? This is the question, man. You you all think about this for a second because this could real blow your mind. What's the difference... Like you're you right now, you have all your experiences trying to start a diet and you know that experience, right? I'm gonna do keto, no sugar today. That's the intention. And then you get halfway through the day, next thing you know, you're eating sugar and eating carbs, right? You've done this a lot of times. What in your head, what's different between you now and this magical Monday when you turn into this version of yourself that just can magically follow the plan perfectly until you lose all the weight? I mean, you gotta look at that, you know, cause you're in like literally like a trance. It makes no sense, does it? Like when you take a step back and think about it, why would you all you all of a sudden wake up one Monday and just be able to eat perfectly until you reached your goal weight? Like like does, what what changed what changed? I mean, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like that's a question you'd have to answer. I would never diet to lose weight, you know? So I've got my strategy, but I'm talking to you. If you're thinking like a dieter, and you're thinking, oh, I know what I gotta do. I'm just waiting, you know, oh, this week's no good. I got a birthday party, you know, this weekend to go to, so I can't I can't do the keto thing yet. But Monday, Monday I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna be a person who can just not eat carbs anymore. You know, and it's like it's it's magical it, it's it's childlike thinking. I mean, honestly, I'm not calling you a child. I'm saying it's childlike thinking though. It it doesn't it doesn't really map to the real world. I mean, if you're honest with yourself, 
And, you know, again, the one thing, I'm not going to bullshit you, okay? I'm not going to bullshit you and tell you the same dumb diet shit that everyone's telling you. Because what's every diet? If you want to know every diet, because I can take every single diet, every doctor, every workout program, and I can put them into one bucket. They're, they're all the same. And what that is, is every single weight loss plan out there is telling you what to do, right? Every diet's like, again, it's always a different philosophy, but if you boil it down, it's always someone saying, eat this, don't eat that. Workout program, do these workouts. The doctor, right? do this stuff, you should lose weight. They're telling you what to do, and what you'll notice is no one is showing you how to get yourself to do it. And this is the trap you're in. You know what you should do. You already know it. Every diet works. They've tested all the big diets. And when you follow them to the letter, they all work. The problem is people can't follow them. That's the problem. And there's no diet out there showing you how to change your mindset. Because isn't that what has to change? How do you explain it? You have followed the diet. Sometimes when you first start, you follow them perfectly, you lose some weight. So you can do it. You can lose some weight. So why don't you stick to it? What do you think? You know, I think it's your mindset. But you tell me what you think. And why would, th- whatever that reason you come up with, why would that change? Why would that change magically? It hasn't changed. You've probably been trying to lose weight for decades. Why would it all of a sudden, what has to change for you to lose weight? Is it you need, a, you need another meal plan someone gives you? You need another diet? Oh, this one works? Because it doesn't it all boil down to the same thing that it's, you don't know how to change. You don't know how to influence your thoughts. You don't know how to influence how you feel. And you do not know how to influence your behaviors other than just straight willpower, which works for a little while and then it stops working. And yeah, so Kathleen, yeah, start not caring again. Yeah, I don't know how to change. Ah, Nahid, perfect. That's exactly the right answer. You don't know how to change. And same with you, Kathleen. It's not that you, you don't care. It's that you don't know how to keep it up. Because what happens is this. Let me boil it down. Sound familiar? Every time you start a weight loss plan, it almost always starts by some spontaneous pain-based motivation event. Meaning, you step on the scale and you're like, holy shit. You see a picture of yourself. Oh my God, I didn't realize I was that big. You go to put an outfit on that you swore would never be too small. It doesn't fit anymore. You freak out. You get so upset. You say, that's it. I've got to lose the weight. You pick some drastic plan. And what's drastic? Any of them. Because all of them, you have to start the first day being perfect because you're thinking about weight loss as this short-term thing. I got to lose this weight. Well, if you got to lose this weight and it's just a temporary thing, give me the most extreme plan because I want to get it over with quick. And this is you in a nutshell. And this mindset has got you doomed, you know? And so it's not that you don't care, Kathleen. You care. The problem is that it's so much effort to fight against yourself, to get yourself to eat these right foods and to do this shit 100%. It's so difficult that you start to say, I don't care. But it's not that you don't care. It's that you don't have a good strategy. Because Kathleen, if you had a simple way, if you had a simple way that was comfortable and enjoyable for you to eat, to live, that allowed you to live at your goal weight, would you care then? Would you like to be at your goal weight? See, you do care. You're telling yourself you don't care, which is, is a, it's a trick. It's, it's a red herring. Because the real problem is that you don't have a plan for living at your goal weight that you enjoy living. That That's probably more accurate. And so it's really important that we clarify what the problem is because the big mistake people are making is they're saying things like, I can't lose weight. I've tried everything and I can't lose weight. I don't have the willpower. I'm addicted to food. I'm a sugar addict. I'm a carb addict. I can't stop eating this stuff, you know? And it's not true. It's the fact that no one 
no one has taught you how to influence your mindset. You have zero mindset strategies for dealing with any of this stuff. You've got tactics. You've got a never-ending line of tactics. I could stop eating carbs. I could stop eating for 16 hours. I could just eat Mediterranean food. I could count points. I could stop eating fat. I could eat vegetarian food. I could just eat meat. I, you know what I mean? Like all tactics, 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 tactics. And no one looks at the part of like, okay, well, let's just say you're going to go keto, right? So okay, go keto, no more carbs. Well, what if for the last 10 years, 80% of what you eat is carbs? So now you step into day one, it's estimated we make over 200 food decisions a day. And now you got to make all these food decisions consciously. You have to, you used to just like get up, make a piece of toast and butter and whatever. Now you can't do that. And now you're like, oh, what do I got to do? What do I got to do? And oh God, I got to. And what happens is when you go on a diet, you're overwhelming your prefrontal cortex. That's the strategic planning part that your willpower is. And one day on a diet is usually enough for most people. Let's be honest. You know what I mean? Like how long can you stay on a diet for? Again, this goes back to the core question. You think about weight loss all day long and you never actually start the plan, right? How can you think about something 24 hours a day and then never actually take any action to make it happen? How does that happen? You do care. You do want to lose weight. You think about it all the time. Problem is you don't have a strategy you want to follow. This, the ways you think about losing weight, you, you don't like. They're miserable to you. And so you don't do them, you know? And you just keep running around and keep trying to get yourself to do it. Keep trying to get yourself to do it. Instead of saying, you know what? The, the diets are horseshit, man. The diets don't work because you don't want to do them. And you, you're in this box. You're, you're like perpetually trying to fit a square peg into a round hole and force yourself to follow these diets that you fucking hate. You hate doing them. That's why you're not doing them. You do want to lose weight. You don't want to do the plan. You don't want to never eat carbs again. You know? So it's, it's just, it's really important that, uh, um, it's really important that you clarify the problem here, right? And this is this gets right down to it that if you don't if you don't know how to clarify the problem accurately, how are you ever going to find the solution? And, and that's probably where you're at right now. This is why I do these lives for free is to help you clarify what's going on, you know, and um, help point you at what what's really going to give you the solution. And the solution is you need a better strategy. You need a better approach to mastering your weight. It all starts with the goal. Again, you don't want to just lose weight. You want to get to your goal weight and live there the rest of your life on your autopilot. Yeah, and he says, I thought I didn't care enough. It's not that you don't care enough because that's what everyone says. It's You do care. You just, you have a shitty strategy. If I showed you an easy way to, to lose weight, w would you do it? Would you do it? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, it's just, of course you would. Listen, he was very helpful. Thank you. You're welcome, Kathleen. That's why I do these. I'm fast for two days and a half. Great. Um, Kathleen, I agree. This is the first person... That actually makes sense. I, I appreciate you saying that. And I, and I again, I'm, I'm very, I'm humble in getting that, but I also realize I, I really am like, there's just not a lot of people talking about it like this, you know? It, and, and again, I'm conspiratorial minded with this whole thing because I think pretty much any, everyone who wants to lose weight is a dieter. You know what I mean? Like, like you have two modes. You got overweight mode and you got diet mode and you just flip flop between them. There's no thin and healthy mode. You don't know how to think like a thin, healthy person. You know, she so just flip flop between being overweight and being dieter. Overweight dieter, overweight dieter. And that's why like like the dieter, you know when they freak out the most? When they start approaching their goal weight. Do you know this? I mean, have you ever gotten near your goal weight? Have you lost any significant amount of weight towards your thing? Have you ever noticed as you got closer to your goal weight? It was cool, like cool in a lot of ways. But if you're really honest, deep down, you're probably freaking out. Because again, once the, the dieter, the dieter mantra is, I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. Okay, well now you're, you're at your goal weight. 
Well, guess what? You can't keep saying that. You can't keep saying, I just want to lose weight. So now what do you say? Oh, shit. I hope I don't put the weight back on. Oh, shit. I, don't, I hope I don't put the weight back on. I don't want to put the weight back on. I don't put the, and then you put the weight back on, you know? I mean, is this not what you've experienced? Yeah. So I appreciate you guys saying that. Yeah, like I definitely think <laughs> I make a lot of sense. Because I've done... Here's the thing. I do think when it comes to weight loss, I feel in a unique... Like there's a, there's a big vacuum in my mind when it comes to the weight loss industry, I would say like like a hundred percent of it is is people telling you what to do. You know the, the information piece of it, the diet piece of it. It's always them telling you what to do, and uh, no one ever shows you how to get yourself to do it. And I I don't know why. I mean the diet industry is bullshit anyways. You know like all of the big diets are owned by the big food companies. You know so Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz, Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. Uh, Atkins Food Products is owned by the same company on Zanians, Pretzels, and Cinnabon. Uh, Slim Fast owned by the same company on Ben and Jerry's. You know, I think there's a. I don't think they really want you to lose weight. Is what I'm trying to say. I don't think Nestle wants you to eat better. <laughs> I don't think Heinz wants you to eat natural, healthy foods. You know, eh, maybe I'm crazy. So, anyways, uh, I think you know what you've been conditioned to think about weight loss as in my world is horseshit. It, it's completely wrong. And so I've spent the last 30 years personally, last 20 years professionally working with people to help them master their weight. And so I'm in the trenches working with real people. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions and I help just regular normal people go from feeling demotivated to feeling motivated, not knowing how to deal with their nighttime snacking to having strategies to deal with it. And so I like to think like everything I'm saying and, and helping people with is very practical because the one thing I would never do to you all and I would never put out there is like, oh, here's my eating plan. This is what I eat to live at my goal. This is how I lost 50 pounds. Here's my eating plan. I would never ever do that to you because it would do nothing for you. You think it would? You want that plan for some reason? But I'm telling you, that's not going to help you because I'm me and you're you. You don't want to eat the foods I eat. You're not me. And this gets to the heart of what's the problem with the diets is that, again, you're not getting to figure out what works for you. You're just trying to follow some plan that wasn't built for you. And it's weird because I, I like to say, like, you, you would never let me tell you what movies to watch, what music to listen to, what clothes to wear, would you? But you're going to let me tell you what food to eat for the rest of your life? Like, you know, you're not. And that's one of the other, that's just another reason why you're not sticking to any diets. You don't want to do it. So you don't care. You don't want to do it. It's not worth it to you in your mind. That's the more accurate description. I just want a clean diet. Yeah, clean diet's amazing. Definitely working on my mindset, it's helping. That's great, Kathleen. Yeah, if you, if you focus on the mindset, it's the, that's the thing. That's the answer. Um, I can't even make it the five days to do 5-2. Oh, Tracy, that's fine. Hey, hey, I'm glad you said that. I didn't start with 5-2, so I want to be clear about that. I, I always tell people at my program, I don't mention that enough in these lives. Um, I started just two days. Two days of clean, okay? So no no sad face, no cry face, uh, happy face, okay? Because how many days did you get? Two, three, four? Great. Doesn't matter. The, the point of it is, it, it's not the 5-2. Don't get caught up on the 5-2. It's the philosophy behind that. And the philosophy is that we're going to have clean days, pleasure days. Very, very important. We want to have clean days because we want to just really nourish our body clean, learn how to do that, come up with some strategies, practice it, do it. And then we want to have pleasure days where we're eating for absolute pleasure. Now, I know a lot of people say, oh, well, I'll fucking eat everything in sight. No, you won't. Because when you eat for pleasure, you're going to realize when you eat yourself silly, that's not pleasurable. That's part of the process. You start to learn how to eat for pleasure. No one ever thinks about losing weight by eating for pleasure. Right? That sounds like short circuit. 
But learning how to have a healthy relationship with food is a crucial part of mastering your weight. And so eating for pleasure is a huge part of this process. But anyways, no, no cry face. Congratulations for trying something, getting a couple days in, because now what you've done is you've eaten clean for a couple days. So now what you do, again, let's just say Monday and Tuesday. That's what I did. I did Monday and Tuesday. Monday and Tuesday, you eat clean. And the rest of the week, you kind of lose it, lose it a little bit. That's fine. The next Monday and Tuesday, you do another two days. Maybe you can do three days this week. Who gives a shit? Maybe you do two days. Doesn't matter. Let's just say for the next five months, you lock down and you get good at having two clean days every week. Every Monday and Tuesday, I eat really clean. You say, oh, well, listen, how can I help my weight loss? Because you're learning how to eat clean for two days and now that makes it easier to make it three days at some point in the future. And then guess what? Then we can make it four days and then five. You can build up to it. That's what I did. So, so happy face. Oh, I see happy face, Tracy. Um, the mindset keys you give us make it so much easier. Wow, what an epiphany. Thank you. You're welcome, Mindy. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, that's what I want to do. Um, now he said, oh my gosh, I didn't know that. I'm sure that's about the diets. I know it's crazy, right? All the processed food companies are owned by cigarette companies. <laughs> you know, it's like, did you know this? I just found this out like not that long ago, but RJ Reynolds, the cigarette company is literally merged with Nabisco. The parent company of Kraft, I don't know if it's still this way, but the parent company of Kraft was Philip Morris. You know, this, this shit ass food they're putting in, it's, it's food cigarettes. And it's the same shit. The cigarette companies don't want it to kill you. They don't want you to have lung cancer. But, you know, if you get lung cancer in order for them to make profits, they don't mind it either. And we're the same thing with the food. These guys don't want to kill you. They don't want to make you obese. But eh, if you get obese and die from, you know, obesity-related diseases, eh, we've got to make money. You know, that, that's the situation we're in. So, you know, you look at these food products like, you know, with such warm, gooey feelings you know, and then you, you think like, oh, it's just chefs slaving away in a kitchen on their grandma's recipes to make the best snacks ever. It's fucking chemists and labs making the most addictive stuff possible. Literally food cigarettes, you know, and um, it's a war, dude. It's a war <laughs> we're at with these companies. They just don't give a shit about you. So I don't know how you feel about cigarette companies because notice your notice your internal reactions and feelings when you think about cigarette companies and then think about your reactions when you think about food companies and notice how different they are. They ain't much different, you know. Um, yeah, big, big food companies on diet. It's crazy, isn't it? I know. I love that. Definitely. You definitely helped me. So thank you. You're welcome, Kathleen. Um, Helen Hayes, how many calories should you burn every day? For example, for fat loss? Uh, oh my goodness. What's this? Come on. I get an emergency alert. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. Can you still see me? <laughs> get emergency warnings here. We got flash floods. All right. Say my back here. Um, how many calories should you burn? I, I don't. I don't approach it that way. So I don't like the calorie calculators and all the calorie focus on things. Okay, I, I prefer a more intuitive approach to things. So how do you lose weight in this system? Well, you structure and stabilize your eating, right? So you want to eat pretty consistently day-to-day, week-to-week. You know, again, we do the 5-2 model. But as you start to stabilize your eating, so you're eating similar ways and quantities and foods, breakfast, lunch, dinners, and, and just in general, after a couple of weeks, you can see where your weight's at. And now you can strategically look at how you eat and find the easiest ways to cut calories. So that's the approach that I, I suggest. I'm not a big fan of the calorie thing. So I can't answer that. You make so much sense. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate you saying that. Um... Yes, it's about the money. Yeah, it is, right? I mean, let's be honest. You know, they don't give a shit. How many calories did you burn? Yep, I just learned that. Um, for fat loss, I want to lose body fat. 
Uh, I hope that makes sense, Helen. I'm, I'm not just sidestepping the question. I just, I don't think in those terms, you know? Um, I just like the calorie calculators, all that calorie stuff is just estimates, you know? And I find, I mean, don't get me wrong. Calorie in, calorie out is probably the most, like, if, if you want to get really in the nitty gritty of like tracking calories and counting things and losing weight quickly, that's probably the most effective, fastest way to do it. Calorie in, calorie out. Um, but I'm more focused on long-term success. So with that comes more patience. And so I don't give a shit, you know, say, say I say, oh, you got to cut down a thousand calories. You got to cut, you got to consume 1200 calories. Right. And so it's like, well, what does that mean? Well, what if you typically eat 2,500 calories? That's going to feel so hard to do. So what's the point? You know what I mean? So again, I'm not, I'm not looking at the short-term weight loss. There's a great saying that people overestimate how much weight they can lose in a month and underestimate how much weight they can lose in a year. So I'm really focused on stabilizing your eating behaviors and optimizing them and going at it that way and then recognizing how it impacts the weight as opposed to looking like the calorie counter and then like scientifically trying to figure out how many calories you got to cut down. I don't like approaching it that way. And I, I, it works for some people. And uh, if it works for you, great, you know, but, but it's, it's not the way that I really like to do it. Um, where do you run your program? Do you do them online? Yeah, the program's an online program. So, uh, yeah, program yourself then. Yeah, so there's a membership site. You get lifetime access to it. It has all the hypnosis sessions, the trainings, the weight mastery blueprints, um, all that stuff's in there, and you get lifetime access to it. It's an eight-week program. And so during the eight weeks, you know, I deliver the program through your phone. Again, I'm all about practical solutions, things that really work. And so when you wake up in the morning, you look at your phone, because I know you're going to look at your phone in the morning, you're going to see a message from me. You click that message, it brings you to a five-minute hypnosis session. So you start each day for the eight weeks with this five-minute hypnosis session with a weight loss mantra in it. So you're relaxed, you're calm, you're becoming more intuitive and tuned with your body, and then you're getting this positive weight loss mantra and all these messages. And then you go about your day. And just from that, you tend to feel better, think better, and tend to naturally make better food choices. Then at night you get home and there's another message and it reminds you to do the program yourself then technique, which is a two minute technique you use to program your own subconscious mind. And there's a sleep gnosis session, which is a 10 minute hypnosis session you listen to at night. There's two of them. One has a count out, one doesn't. So if you want to listen to earlier in the night, then go about your night, you listen to one with a count out. The other one you can listen to as you're going to bed and there's no count out, so you just go to sleep. And so this book ends your day with really positive, powerful mindset training, right? And that's delivered right through your phone. Um, and then again, online uh, is, is there's blueprints that you fill out. These are your, your weight mastery blueprints that you follow um, and customize around you. And then there's coaching calls with me every Tuesday and Thursday. We do them through Zoom. So that's online as well. And so I, there's people from all around the world doing the program. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Can you tell again? Because my Wi-Fi was stupid. Um, my Wi-Fi is stupid too. Oh, okay. The calorie thing. I'm sure you just heard me because I just answered it again. Lots of fruit, vegetables, chicken salads, no fried foods, healthier choices. Yeah, that's great. Do you think writing down what you eat every day to keep a log? Um, yeah, I think that's a fine thing, but I think it depends on the context you're doing it in. Okay. And so what I mean by that is I, I do think it's really valuable, but I want to, I want to get, I want to extract more value out of that if you want to do it. And the biggest value I see out of keeping a food log is that your eating is very automated, you know, like it's very subconscious and automatic. And so becoming aware of what you eat, when you eat, why you eat is really a big part of the process. So in programming yourself, then we use the redo technique, which you kind of look over your day 
and um, you pick something you wish you'd done better and you work on that, right? Using a hypnosis process. And so the food logs in that ballpark though, because it's called recapitulation where you remember what you did all day. Because I, I can't, it, maybe you may or may not have a good good at this, but there've been so many clients I've worked with and they're all very, very intelligent people, but they're not, they don't remember what they ate. They've gotten in the habit of just like kind of putting it out of their mind. And so that's one of the first steps to really mastering is remembering what you actually ate. So in that sense of food log, I think it's really valuable. Um, whether you have to do it forever or not, that's up to you whether you like doing it or not. But again, in the program, we use the redo technique exactly for that reason. Because again, the food log, it, it's good. It's a first step, but it's not the solution, right? Because in that food log, again, gaining awareness is always positive, always beneficial. But the real secret is you're going to make mistakes. And what do you do when you make a mistake? How do you learn from that mistake and get yourself back on track really fast? That's one of the most important things to mastering your weight. And that's where most people don't really have any strategy at all. That's what the redo technique is. Again, program yourself. Then we really build your success on top of your mistakes. We look forward to making mistakes. We want to make mistakes because we know mistakes are the greatest teachers. And so we're not looking to avoid mistakes. We're looking to learn from mistakes. I mean, of course we want to avoid mistakes. You know what I mean? But we're going to make them. We're humans. You're changing your weight. Like the way you eat is such a comprehensive thing. You know, that's what pisses me off the most about the diets is they just simplify it to make it seem like, like just, oh, you just start your plan today and just do it. Like, you know, it's such a comprehensive, holistic thing, your weight. It's your thinking, it's your moods, it's the environment you're in, it's all the emotional triggers, it's the behavioral triggers that are going off subconsciously, it's your subconscious framing and associate. There's just so much to the whole thing to just say like, oh, you're going to start your plan tomorrow and just lose weight. Like, I don't know, man. It, 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 again, I, I say it like that because I don't know. I know you feel bad about yourself for not doing it. And I'm sitting here trying to tell you, like, don't feel bad that you haven't done it. You had a shitty strategy. It, it's just such a shit strategy. It's not that you don't have willpower. You've got plenty of willpower to lose weight. You have zero strategy, right? <laughs> what do you think of vision boards? I like vision boards. Yeah, I think they're great. Um, but... Because, because uh, like visualization, um, <clears throat> vision boards, uh, these types of things are fine. I, I, again, I, I think they're like little, little drops when you're when you're thir- dying of thirst. You know, they're little drops. Um, what I would rather do, because what's the point of the vision board, right? Is you're looking to look at it and you want to connect yourself to the goal in a meaningful way. You know, keep it front of mind. And I think all that's good. I love vision boards, but I want to get more out of it. And how you get more out of it is you want to internalize those feelings more. You know, that's the thing with visualization. The big mistake they make is it all is visualization. I want to see things in my mind. You don't have to see things in your mind. Some people see things very clearly. Some people don't. That really doesn't matter. What matters is the feelings that you have. And so if you have a vision board, and I think that's another problem too, because I've seen people make vision boards, weight loss vision boards, and it's always like, oh, models in bikinis and all that stuff. And it's like, uh, okay, maybe. But I see a lot of people like, it's not really their goal. I'll give you an example of what I mean. For a while, like, I was like, oh, I want to get a six pack. I and mean, this is multiple, like 20 years, you know, period where I was like, I want to have a six pack. I never did it. And I was like, what the hell's going on? I've mastered my weight. I teach this stuff all the time. Like, why, why am I not getting a six pack finally? You know, I thought about this. I'm like, I don't give a shit. I don't care. I, uh, I'm a married guy. My shirt's off eight hours a year. I don't give a shit. I'm not going to pull all that extra work and I get a six pack. I don't care. And realizing that was very freeing. 
And I think sometimes with the vision board, just be careful. Sometimes we're, we're, because it's always like, like we're trained to think like, oh, look at the girl in the bikini. I want to look like, I want to look like this movie star. And it's like, you're probably not going to look like that. So, sorry to be an asshole, but it's like, maybe you will, but maybe you won't. You know, like we're constantly in a society that's always putting this perfection in front of us. And we're like, oh, I want to be perfect. I want to be perfect. I'm perfect. It's not perfect. It's not, it's not worth it. And that's not true, you know? So I think you need to do the vision board, but make sure it's very, very personal and congruent with what's really important to you. So if, you know, if you're a 65-year-old grandmother who wants to lose 30 pounds so that you can get on the floor with your grandkids and play and have more energy and feel better, you know, don't put a, a, a 25-year-old in a bikini up on a vision board. You know what I mean? And because, um, again, what we want to do is we want to really get clear on what's important to us. And the vision board's fine, but as long as it's triggering some feeling in us, the feeling is more important than the visual. The, so think about this, this equation. What you say to yourself, you have an internal dialogue, it's auditory, because you've got an auditory cortex, you've got a visual cortex. Um, and it's very interesting because, you know, you can look at an apple or you could imagine an apple, both situations, your visual cortex is lighting up, you know, so it's fascinating. So your, your visual plus auditory create feelings. So it's, think about like a movie, right? In your mind, you're always making movies. You have a visual component to it and an auditory component. You can remember, you know, uh, I mean, whatever you want to remember. Sometime when you felt like you looked good, if you can remember that. Um, you know, you can remember what you, what you look like, what people might have said, what you said to yourself. And that creates a feeling. And so it's really the feelings that are the most important thing because that's what's driving our behavior. So, but anyways, vision boards are great, but just make it deeper than that. Get more out of it than that. All right. Hope that helps you out. Um, bum, bum, bum. All right. I got to get out of here, but uh, listen, everyone, if, you, if you're not in my world yet, email world, um, go to my bio and click that link in my bio and go get that hypnosis session, okay? It's a new thin me is what it's called, and uh, it's a kickstart session, right? It's designed to help you clarify and connect to your goal weight, your dream body, and it's going to make you feel motivated and in kind of a unique way. If you've never done any hypnosis, even if you've done hypnosis, I can almost guarantee this will be different. Um, and you'll feel this inward, this inward motivation and that inward motivation tends to drive you to make better food choices and healthier decisions. And, uh, it's free, you know, go, go listen to it. And I give you a training, three steps to master your weight. That's even more important. Watch that. It's about a half hour or so. And, uh, that's a game changer because it'll give you a new paradigm, a new concept of how to master your weight. All right. So go check that stuff out. And, um, yeah, watch my videos. TikTok, obviously you keep watching those videos. Got a bunch more coming up this weekend. Uh, my podcast. Oh, thanks, Mary Kate. Uh, TGIF, right? 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 For sure. I'm feeling Friday this week. Going away this weekend. I can't wait. So I'm super excited. Um, what was I going to say? Podcast is Program Yourself Dance on all the, the podcast things. Uh, Renee says, would love your thoughts on over-desire for food. I'll hit you with that one real quick. You know, oh. Wait, what? Hold on one second. Well, uh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, Renee, I, I'm going to answer it right now because I got a few minutes. I'm just like, where I'm, I'm in Massachusetts and it's, I don't know if you all, <laughs> there's environmental disasters everywhere, right? It's where you're going to choose. But everywhere around me, everything's flooding and, and roads, everything's melting away. And uh, 
anyways anyways yeah over desire for food i do want to talk about that she's like okay um over desire for food you know that's where in my mind that's that food noise thing right so so the big ozempic thing is oh it helps with the food noise so i've been thinking about food noise for 30 years okay uh, from an organic natural way and so what, what drives a lot of desire for food is really our internal dialogue we just keep thinking about pleasure for food right hedonic eating it's the pleasure of food and we just keep ourselves wrapped up in that and so it's it's also reinforced by addictive foods that are hyper palatable and, and literally addictive um, commercials that were nonstop constantly see commercials driving our desire for it. We live in a culture where we're constantly being triggered to see images of those foods and reminders of those foods. And so a big part of really dealing with the eating is to change your mindset because the craving for the food is really driven by what you're thinking of regularly. And so a lot of people have no awareness of the subconscious processes that are creating the cravings and the behaviors that they're dealing with. Um, and they're just trying to deal with them with willpower. But what you want to do, if you really want to get a handle on it, is you want to understand the subtle processes you're running to create the cravings in the first place. And so when you change how you think about certain foods, um, you know, like, I don't know. I mean, even sugar, for example, let's just take sugar. You, you think of sugar most likely... You know it's not good for you, but subconsciously you primarily associate it with pleasure. You know, you're like, oh, I love cookies, and oh, that ice cream's so good. And and you're and you're thinking about those foods, and it's associate, it's creating a pleasure association, and so that makes it hard to not eat them. And so we want to take control of that process and change the way we feel about it. And um, so again, it all comes back down to how you're thinking, and you need to take control of it because if you don't take control of your thinking, you're at the mercy. You know what I mean? Like we live in an environment where advertisers are constantly conditioning us. I mean, if you're watching TV, you see how many food commercials there are. I mean, this whole show's about food, you know? And then, then you're eating food and then it's in your house and then you're going to the store and you're seeing it and you're hearing the commercials and then people are bringing it to you and they're talking about it. It's like you live in this environment, they call it an obesogenic environment. And it's all this stuff that fills our head up with all these thoughts, beliefs, ideas, mantras that cause us to think about food for pleasure constantly. And that's why people are taking those Ozempic because the Ozempic does chemically for a lot of people help to, to lower that, you know, but you can do it naturally too, by changing what you're thinking. Cause what you're doing is you've got all this conditioning coming in for the pleasure of food and you just try and fight against that. Right. So it's cranking up the desire for the food and you're trying to use your willpower to stop yourself from eating it. What well, program yourself, then what we're doing is we're giving you the control over what you're thinking about. And even in the program, I mean, again, there's a lot of hypnosis, which they're like little commercials for the best version of you. If you think about it, you're never getting positive, supportive, encouraging messages coming in to support you in this process. You're just like, oh, I'm going to start a diet. And you think that decision is just going to last forever. You know, you need to reinforce it. So, you know, that's a big part of it. So it's not just enough saying, I don't want to eat that. I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't think that. It's about what do you want to do? What do you want to eat? How do you want to feel? You know, that's the key thing. And as you start putting all that stuff up into your head consistently, you start to change how you feel and how you behave. You know, so I hope that helps out. But it, what I guess ultimately, and in, in what I'm saying is it's a deeper process, you know, and we can't just say no. Um, we, we can't just say, no, I'm not going to eat that food. We have to say, yes, I want to eat this food. What do, we, what do you want to do? Because your subconscious mind doesn't understand negatives, right? So if I tell you, don't think about a banana, what are you thinking about? Right. So every time you go on a diet, you're trying to not think about ice cream, cookies, cakes, all that stuff, pizza, all that. Right? And what are you thinking about, though? All of those things. So it's important that you understand how your mind works and start putting the positive suggestions about what you want in there. Hope that helps. 
Um, all right, everyone, have a great day, and we will talk soon. Bye.